Hello, this is P. Andrew Sandlin for the Center for Cultural Leadership. We read in the 127th Psalm that children are a heritage or inheritance from the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is a reward. God imposes a special claim on children born into godly households and baptized or otherwise dedicated to Him in their youth. We know from John chapter 3 that God loved the world so much that He sent His Son to die for the entire world. However, He has chosen to categorize children in Christian households differently. And in fact, and because of that, it's very hard to escape a Christian heritage. The prophet Ezekiel of the Old Testament delivered God's word to a sinful, depraved, and apostate Judah, the people of God. In chapter 23, he's cataloging a number of their sins for which they're suffering his judgment under the enslavement of pagan Babylon. And he says this extraordinarily. With their idols, they have committed adultery, and they have even offered up to them for foods the children whom they had borne to me. The Jews had engaged in the horrific practice of child sacrifice, and what was even more reprehensible in the eyes of God, that these children were God's children that he had brought into the world, and the Jews had offered these children to idols. When children are solemnly devoted to God by their parents, they forever bear his mark. Wherever they go, like Cain of old, they bear his mark, although in this case the mark of ownership. And God has a special interest in them. No matter how they sin, no matter where they go, no matter where they turn, God's eye is on them, and he is working his plan to bring them back to him. Our world today, including the church, tends not to understand this concept. We live in a time that uh, devotes itself largely to human autonomy, and we might use the expression voluntarism. We are only bound by what we voluntarily choose. We dictate the terms of our life. We choose, and we either gain the benefit or suffer the difficulties of those choices. That's what human responsibility is all about, we assume. But there is more to our lives than our own responsibilities and our own choices. A little thought will make this evident. We didn't choose the families or the circumstances into which we were born. Nor did we choose our personalities. Nor did we choose our physical appearance. Nor did we choose our early training. Nor did we choose the specific historical era or culture into which we were born. So while we are responsible for our choices, our choices alone don't determine our life situation. God and His sovereignty stand behind our lives at every point. In a more specific way, God sovereignly owns the children of godly families. God does not consider baptism and dedication trivial acts. The modern age, the modern voluntaristic age, tends to look at ceremonies and rituals and such formal religious acts as simply a matter of aesthetics. But God does not. God takes them seriously. This is why the Bible warns about making rash vows. 
Do not make a promise to the Lord and then treat it casually. God doesn't treat it casually. And one of the greatest promises that parents can make to God is to offer their children to Him. He takes that vow seriously, and those children then forever belong to Him. This does not mean that at that time these children are converted, or as some people would say, saved. It does mean that those are the children whom God determines to shower with His grace. In the old maxim of the Puritans, God casts the lines of election in the loins of godly parents. If you're a teenager or young adult or older adult listening to my voice and have drifted from the Lord or even turned your back on the Lord, if you care nothing for the word of God or a life of prayer or the gospel, if you've given your body and mind to alcohol or sex or drug addiction, if you've enthroned the idol of self and possessions and pleasures, if, in summary, you have pushed God to the margins or background of your life, know this. You may try to put God there, but God won't stay there. God demands nothing less than full allegiance in His Son, Jesus Christ. And no matter where you run, His arm is very, very long. Parents, if your children have drifted away from the Lord, indeed, if they've turned their back on the Lord, you'll be comforted by this promise. God takes His possessions very seriously, and your children given to Him are His possession. The gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. Because of their repeated unrepentant sin, He even turned His back on Israel and Judah. However, according to Romans chapter 11, He has refused to give up on them entirely. And one day when they turn to the true Messiah, Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords within the church, he will have finally fulfilled his irrevocable promises. If God went so far as to divorce Israel and Judah and still determines to bring them back to him, have no doubt of his determination to bring back those children that have been devoted to him. A Christian heritage is oh so hard to shake. This is P. Andrew Sandlin for the Center for Cultural Leadership, ChristianCulture.com.